genre. podcast where we review, discuss, and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra uh, Fredrickson. <laughs> and I'm Nick <laughs> Today on the show, we'll be discussing parts five through seven of the Silurians, the third doctor's second story. But not his last. <laughs> Nowhere near his last. No. That one has spiders. This one has lizards. Yeah, it does. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like how, like, I really like how watching the Silurians as a whole, it, you really get the feeling of like, oh, this is like, no one, if I was a child in the 70s, this would be the greatest show in the world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, totally. it, it's so good that you almost forget that it's a children's show, you know? Totally. So, Cass, tell us about part five. All right. So, last we uh, saw the Doctor, um, the taller, younger Silurian was like, oh, I destroyed them all, and now I'm going to destroy you, too, and whatever. Um, So, I'm actually really glad that I got this episode, because I love bloodthirsty young Silurian so much. He's pretty great. I called him Koba. (laughs) He's totally the Koba. (laughs) So there's there's this older Silurian with like a deeper voice, and he's short. (laughs) And he's like, I'm the leader. And (laughs) because he's Caesar. Yeah. (laughs) So Caesar Silurian is like, all right, we you, you, you young whippersnapper, you need to stop. And, and Koba Solarian's just like, whatever, man, this is my time. This is my, like, moment. I'm going to kill all these. He calls kill them apes. Them. Yeah. I'm going to kill, kill all these apes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the young Solarian's going to, like, kill, um, the doctor and Baker, but the old Solarian is like, what are you doing? Stop it. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I think we, like, jumped a little forward in time last time, so Unit mm-hmm. is still down in the caves, and the the way that the young Silurian, um, like, quote, took care of them or destroyed them is they, like, put up a wall, like, out of nowhere, so Unit is just stuck in this cave with no airflow, and they're just going to slowly suffocate to death. Um, and As if, you do. If that's not the most passive-aggressive way to kill somebody, I don't, I don't know what it is. Oh, <laughs> so, the, the, young, 
But Koba the Salyrian is so passive aggressive. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's such a little brat. My Good luck breathing. <laughs> and he has like a higher pitched voice, so you can't really take him seriously. And his head like bobbles. Star scream. Yeah, his head bobbles a little when he gets angry. It's so it's my favorite thing. Is um, episode five the one where he's he's like she's like, We have to live together as equals. He's like, I disagree. And then he just like yeah. runs away. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He like, um, he like he like he like runs away, stops, turns, and like I disagree, and then like Betty runs away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um. So the doctor is still he's still trying to negotiate peace between the Silurians and the humans, and he's like, dude, like the humans are coming for you, and you you need to stop what you're doing. Um. And then we cut back to the Fellowship of the Caves, and Dawson, uh, Doctor Quinn's medicine woman, she's just like Dawson. <laughs> she's just like kill them all, kill them all. And I don't know, like, why she got so bloodthirsty. Maybe that's her way of dealing with grief. Um, but yeah, she needs she needs revenge for the for the death of of her lover. <laughs> I guess she was super into Dr. No, Quinn. yeah, she totally Who wouldn't was. Be? She had like a key to his cabin and everything. Like they were totally yeah. a thing. Um, they were going steady. <laughs> um, so there is this um this guy from London. He's I think one of the like secretaries of one of the departments of whatever their government. Um and uh, Dr. Lawrence, the comb-over guy, he called him down from London to be like, can you can you take care of this? Can you just, like, tell Unit to go away, please, so I can figure out what's going on and get back to my work? Um, so they are all in this boardroom, like, discussing. And meanwhile, uh, Caesar Solarian and Coba Solarian, they're, they're having their conversation, and then Coba Solarian's like, I disagree, and waddles off um and uh caesar silurian goes to talk to the doctor and the doctor's like why are like why are you guys down here um because he um he realizes that the silurians i guess were like a pretty big deal back in the like millions of years ago um and (laughs) the (laughs) i love like 70s sci-fi science um because the older Silurian's like, oh, well, our scientists calculated a small planet that was going to impact with the Earth, so we built this underground bunker and put everyone to sleep, and then we would just wait out until the planet normalized again. And the doctor looks at him for a second, and he's like, oh, you mean the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Really? Um, so basically the Solarians live underground now because they thought the moon was going to kill them all. Um, (laughs) which is the most ridiculous, like, lizard men aside, like, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. (laughs) Um, uh, I love this story so much. The Solarians um, somehow make the Daleks cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, these guys are just dorks. Like, the Daleks, like, the Daleks look, like, silly, but, like, you kind of take them seriously after mm-hmm. a while, but this, like, I, I can't take them seriously at all. Um, 
<laughs> that circle in the sky, it's getting bigger. It's going to destroy us all. I, I really, I think that's just the moon. I think we're, I think we're, I think we're probably fine. And I, I disagree. <laughs> you're kind of not proving your point that you deserve to be here more than we do. We know that's the moon. We've been on that. We've, we've, we've walked on that. <laughs> well, not, not, not us. I mean, America, but. <laughs> we saw it on the and telly. Like, and like four Americans. Yeah, we watched it on TV, and and then suddenly had the urge to to murder these faceless mm-hmm. beings. <laughs> oh man! Our prime minister quit the other day, just kind of cuz. Oh. Um. So one of the uh, one of the unit guys in the the cave just starts casually losing his mind, like the the guy from episode one. So he's like drawing. On the side of the cave, and uh, one of the, uh, I think it's Major Baker. No, Major Baker's in the jail. Um, one of the other unit guys is just like, yo, what are you doing? And then, like, he lunges for him and, like, chokes him out. Um, <laughs> and the brig is just like, what? You guys. <laughs> I love that strangulation is the accepted form of violence in the 70s. Yeah. It's just like, no, no blood, just choke them out. It's fine. Yeah, just choke them out. <laughs> in some ways, it's way more violent. Yeah. It is, because it takes way longer. Oh, man. Um, it's more personal. So, so Koba Silurian <laughs> has a plan, and he, uh, like, ropes this other, like, third-party neutral scientist Solarian guy. Call um, him Gus. Gus. Okay. <laughs> So Koba persuades Gus to help him because he's better at the science. And Gus is like, okay, fine. Um, so he somehow, he has like this this jar of this bacteria. And he's like, oh, well, back in the day, we used to chase the monkeys away with this, <laughs> very, <laughs> this very terrible disease. Uh, so let's infect this other guy and then set him free. And then we will be the masters of Earth. Um, so uh, the Silurians let Major Baker out of the cage and he tries to escape, but he gets cornered by a cave of Saurus Rex. And then all these Silurians come out and they're just kind of slowly like, like walking towards him, but he kind of gets overwhelmed. Um, and meanwhile, the doctor is still talking to Caesar Silurian and the doctor's like, look, you guys are lizard people. People can't live in the desert, so you guys can just live in the desert, and it'll be fine. No one has to die. Um, and the leader's like, oh, okay, I like this plan. Let's go tell the, everyone else about this plan. Um, so Caesar Silurian goes and um, t- finds the uh, Coba Silurian, and after they set uh, Major Baker free, after he's like been diseased, um, and they argue, and... The Caesar Solarian warns the doctor that um, Baker's sick and he gives the bacteria to the doctor and he like sets him free because he's still in a cage. Um, and the the doctor shows up uh, in headquarters and he's just like, that man is sick. Leave him alone. Um, and Koba and Caesar Solarians fight. And <laughs> it's the greatest thing. 
because he's like, you are not fit to be leader, and uses his eye beepy powers, and the old guy goes down in, like, two seconds. It's it's not yeah, really like, much of a fight. <laughs> are all murders that easy? <laughs> You're like, not it's, reptile. It's pretty hard to, I mean, like, let's be frank. It's like, it's if you don't have any weapons, like, if it's just, it's not that easy to, for a human to kill another human. Mm-mm. Yeah. You don't have a, I don't have a button. Well, well, you know what? We also know what a moon is, so... <laughs> It's just weird that it's like, now, honey, you have, your third eye can do this thing where if it blinks three times, you will kill another Solarian. So just don't do that. We don't know why we can. <laughs> We're trying to breed it out. Because it, it takes a while for them to kill a human, but, like, the older one just goes down like a sack of bricks. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Well, he said, he said his third eye to kill. So, oh, sure, of course. Okay, not stun. <laughs> yeah, not not stun or caveman. Yeah, unfortunately, Caesar had it set to thrill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Koba is now the leader of the Slurians. Um, and on the Rocket surface, and Maurice go into hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On the surface, the doctor's like, "Hey, this man is really sick. We need to quarantine the whole area." So people are dumb and leave. Um, the uh, bureaucrat London guy goes back to London. Um, <laughs> Go back doctor, to London. Yeah, <laughs> the doctor's like trying to round everybody up and um, Baker's taken to the hospital and then they go to the hospital because they're like, this is the worst thing. Why did you leave? Like, why did you let him leave? Um, so they chase him down and he is just lying on the front lawn of the hospital and he's dead and it's pretty nasty and that's how the episode ends and the doctor's like the first one yeah <laughs> he's dead the first, the first one yeah <laughs> yeah where okay. are you getting these sunglasses from doctor? yeah <laughs> they're sonic which brings, oh my god yeah which brings us to episode six um, the, uh, the brigadier is holding, um, Baker's doctor at, and nurse at gunpoint to prevent them from leaving and spreading this horrible disease while the doctor, uh, and Liz, well, while the doctor goes and then basically tries to find a cure while the brigadier and Liz, uh, try to get the word out about the disease. It doesn't work. Uh, a bunch of people die. Uh, there's like a montage of people dying and actually the disease reaches all the way to France. It's like almost too dark. Just of people falling over dead, just innocent yeah. bystanders. Um, uh, Lawrence dies. It's, it's a horrifying disease, too. Yeah, there's just skin is just like falling off. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty bad. This whole episode kind of sounds like it was written by like a ten year old boy. <laughs> so the doctor finds a dinosaur in a cave, and then the disease makes people's skins falls off. <laughs> <laughs> he has a car named Bessie. <laughs> and they got an eye on their head, and they can set it to kill or caveman. <laughs> kill or caveman. Now I'm the lead. Now I'm the leader. <laughs> oh, my favorite moment of this entire story is in this episode, and it's when Koba Solarian is like, "He was he wasn't fit to be leader. I am the leader now." And all the Solarians are like, "Oh, okay." And they leave, 
and the camera like pan like zooms in and he looks right at the camera and he whispers i am the leader now (laughs) (laughs) it's my favorite thing in the entire world (laughs) it's so funny because it's it's my favorite Perwi moment of the entire of the entire stories in this episode where he is working on his microscope for trying to find the antidote. Yeah. And he just looks at the camera and goes, Eureka! <laughs> yes, no, that's amazing. <laughs> and there's no one in the room with him. He's just by himself. It's so this episode good. is just so fun and just everyone making it is clearly having so much fun and yeah, like it's campy, but it it plays it straight, which helps, I think. Yeah. Um, and then the young Salarian uh, Koba is like, "Hey, we have to kill the doctor before we can find a cure." And uh, get ready for this. Uh, right as the doctor finds a cure, um, the third eye, uh, uh, Salarian's like third eye the crap out of the doctor and uh, take him away. Yeah. Pertwee face. Back of a cliffhanger. Just the greatest Pertwee face ever. (laughs) Oh my god, he's like cross-eyed and everything. I I will say, uh, I think my favorite favorite moment in the entire story is when Dr. Comover gets the disease and shows up to raise hell. Oh, and just dies screaming. And he just, it is the most incredible acting because he is just like i mean he is he is chewing and regurgitating scenery it's incredible like just starts screaming bloody murder murder at the brigadier and then dies and then dies (laughs) it's incredible i love when the show like does like shakespearean levels of madness like yeah. <laughs> this one um and Kinda really come to mind like just people losing their mind and then just going out it's crazy i love it so much oh my god it's amazing the entirety of of episode 6 is just this widespread disease like this disease is just spreading uh and it's beginning to spread to like other countries and everything like it's it's getting real, real bad, and it's just the doctor hunched over a microscope trying to find an antidote the whole episode. Just it's 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 almost like that scene in Wet Hot American Summer where they're trying to stop the asteroid. No, apps a hundred percent. It's I mean it's like it's the closest. Well, that's not true, but it 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 is it is like you know the Pertwee era's like Roland Emmerich movie. This episode, <laughs> yes. Is the montage where the brigadier's on the phone, is that in this one or in the yes. next one? Yeah. Like That's in six. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Oh my Speaking God. of episode seven, Scott. Yeah, so uh so then in episode seven, um Liz the doctor gets taken away, but the but Liz discovers the formula. And mass produces it and distributes it because before the doctor's taken away, he calls up the brigadier and he's like, I figured it out. I've got the antidote. And he, he's like, great. Uh, and he's like, go make more of it. And he's like, okay. And then he goes and he gets taken by the Salerians. But Liz finds the formula and she begins to mass produce it and get it distributed. Uh, so everybody starts getting healed. 
But the Silurians, uh, they have a backup plan because they they're going to use a weapon uh, to destroy uh, something called the Van Allen Belt, which will then make Earth's environment uh, uninhabitable. Scott, they know what a Van Allen belt is. They're not children. I don't know what a Van Allen belt is. I think it's the ozone layer. Oh, is that what it is? I think like so. Before we knew, before we called it the ozone layer? Maybe. I don't know. But that's what I, because like, global warming is a thing. So, sorry, sure. Silurians. We're destroying ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, they kidnap the doctor because he understands nuclear power. And they need to siphon power from the nuclear reactor to uh, power their weapon to uh, destroy the Van Allen belt. And the doctor's like, yeah, no, totally. I'll totally do that for you. And he was wearing a lab coat uh, in episode six. And they've taken the lab coat off of him. So now we've just got Pertwee in... Just like oh, just a plain white T-shirt. Oh, just the just the dad vibes is off the charts. I mean, and and he's got his tattoo. He's got his navy tattoo. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> uh, it's pretty phenomenal. He's got like, a navy tattoo on his forearm, and he like just, you just like, wanted to be drinking a can of Newcastle. It. Yeah, no, it's a real Caesar Romero kind of moment <laughs> of like. You know Caesar Romero, who played the 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 Joker on yeah. uh, the Batman sixty six series, famously had a mustache and refused to shave the mustache to play the Joker. So they just painted over the mustache, yeah. and he, he obviously has a mustache with face paint over it. Um, I wish and there this was a, a scene, lot like that. I wish there was a scene in sixty six Batman where it's like Batman. Have you ever thought about finding the Joker's real identity? Well. I know he has that mustache. <laughs> and he paints over it. Yeah, I noticed that. It's weird. <laughs> um, so uh, basically the doctor uh, overloads the reactor, uh, tricking uh, Koba Salerian. And, uh, and, 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 and so the, the Salerians, like, they are like, all right, all right. We're not going to fight unit anymore. We're going to go back into the caves and we're going to chill out there. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and the doctor's just like, okay, but like, we still like, you're a bad Silurian and we really need to go find the good Silurians and get them back in charge and, and get rid of Koba because Koba is not Silurian. Um, <laughs> and, uh, that was a Dawn of the Planet of the Apes reference, not an actual plot point. Uh, yeah, weirdly, none of the Silurians are named, which I think is a mistake. Yeah, I agree. One of them um, could have named Scrambles. So, so the doctor goes down there and he finds like uh, the 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 machine or whatever that that I think it, it's the hibernation machine, right? And so he goes over to it to try to like wake up uh, some more good Silurians, and uh, like Koba is having none of that, and then. The freaking Brigadier shows up and shoots uh shoots at Koba and he is in his full brigadier outfit, but he's got the safety helmet because <laughs> safety <laughs> first in the cave. Safety, safety first. at home, kiddos. <laughs> yeah. 
so, uh, so yeah, so then that happens. Um, they get out of there and the doctor's like, okay, look, Koba was a bad Silurian. I agree. <laughs> he was bad at being a, a Silurian. <laughs> he was, he was bad at being a Silurian. He was a bad Silurian, like just bad all around. However, <laughs> They're a species just like we're a species. There's bad humans just like there's bad Silurians. We can't let one Silurian spoil the whole batch. I'm What I'm going to do is over the course of time, I'm going to wake up Silurians one by one, teach them the new world order, get them used to everything, and eventually humans and Silurians will live together in peace. And it'll be great. And the Brigadier is like, yeah. Totally great <laughs> idea, Doctor. Like in the in the history of good ideas, that is the best idea. You go on vacation with Liz Shaw. I'll take care of everything. Don't you worry about a thing. And he's like, okay, yeah, no, we'll go. Uh, we'll we'll go take Bessie out for a drive. It'll be great. And he's like, totally go do that. It'll be great. Everything's great. You're amazing. <laughs> And then, so the doctor and Liz go and they take Bessie out for a stroll. And Bessie breaks down. And the doctor's like, oh, no problem. I got a potion for this. Uh, because it's the only explanation is it's some kind of potion. Uh, and so he pours this vial of potion into Bessie. And he follows, he, he traces the movement of the potion through Bessie with his finger. Like he's like watching it go and he's like pacing like tracing it with his finger which is really fun all the way out to the to the tailpipe and then the tailpipe kind of like blows out and then Bessie starts back up again he's like ah right aren't I amazing what a what a crazy magician I am and Liz is like yeah yeah whatever and then suddenly they start seeing some explosions in the background <laughs> and they they're looking at the explosions and uh Liz points out that this that was that's where the Silurians are. It's the Silurian caves. It's the Silurian base, and the Doctor realizes that the Brigadier uh, decided that uh, they they didn't want to live in peace with the Silurians. Instead, he's going to blow them up. So literally, this episode ends with the Brigadier committing Silurian genocide, and the Doctor just being like. Damn. And that's it. That's Damn. how the episode ends. Forget it's, about it. Forget it about might, it, Doctor. It's Cardiff. Yeah, it might be the darkest ending of any Doctor Who story. Yeah, like, there's like no comfort at all. It just ends. No, yeah. no. It's like seven episodes and the Silurians have been have been murdered through genocide. It's uh it's kind of insane. Um and it's kind of insane that the Doctor continues to be best buzz with the brigadier after this yeah it really calls to it really calls to my memory um like you know eleven's brilliant uh kind of breakdown at the, like in the episodes like the beast below yeah yeah totally mm -hmm. um yeah so this uh sends with the genocide ending uh which is dark we had some laughs though yeah Dark ending, but a really fun story, mm -hmm. I think, overall. 
I love the Silurians. So like, good. Yeah. Like, imagine if dinosaurs on a spaceship ended with, like, 11, like, slitting David Bradley's throat. <laughs> like, oh, weird. Okay. I thought this was, like, a romp, but okay. <laughs> um, Everyone sins, Pond. Then it just ends. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're like, oh. <laughs> so, we're now two episodes through uh, the third Doctor, and uh, Nick, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see your continuous thoughts of, of uh, John Pertwee as the Doctor. What do, you, what do you think about this story? Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I love this episode. I think this is watching the, the whole story is the closest I've come to, the, you know, the way I've enjoyed episodes of, of New Who, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the performances are really smart. I think it's funny. I, I mean, and, you know, the campy parts like, you know, Koba and, and every and the, you know, Cavasaurus, that just adds to my, you know, it, it really just makes the, the, whole, uh, the whole show more endearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, I just remember it. I am the leader now. <laughs> I am the leader now. <laughs> no, he's up there with 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 the robot from Robot in terms of lovable Doctor Who creatures. <laughs> yeah, he might be he might be the most lovable Doctor Who creature of this of this round of episodes. Mm-hmm. Unless you ta- unless you count Jamie McCrimmon. Oh, because he's he's a pretty lovable Doctor Who creature. I don't know. I really like bubble wrap aliens. Next week. Yeah, but there's not like a specific bubble wrap alien. Yeah, yeah. Although <laughs> there's not like they would one be fun to hug because they, you would be able to pop all their bubbles. <laughs> there's not like one angry, neurotic bubble wrap alien to separate himself from the crowd. No, no, because it's more of like a disease kind Fine, of. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know. You'll see next week. It's the arc in space is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um. It's probably I would I I would I could make the argument that the Ark in Space is the most iconic fourth Doctor story. Really? And and which I, I, I would say could, means I, it's the most iconic Doctor Who story. I, yeah, I mean I think you could make that argument. I think you could. I you could. Because like when I think of the fourth Doctor, the Ark Ark in Space is always the first story I think of. That's true. I think of him near the point of insanity, whisper screaming at, <laughs> at Matt Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, next week, the Ark in Space. Very excited. Very excited. I'm excited to see that one again. Yeah, me too. I'm always I'm always up to watch uh, Ark in Space. That's and like honestly, watching this one again because it's been a really long time, and the only thing I really remembered was the kazoo and cliffhanger face, and I am the leader now. But <laughs> I am the leader. Now. <laughs> I'm gonna use that in every single conversation from now on. Um, it it's magical because he said that to himself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I disagree. (laughs) Uh, But this, like, this gets better every single time I watch it. And it doesn't feel like it's seven episodes long. um, Which is an accomplishment because some of the, like, worse four episode ones just drag forever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. 
Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's, that's the, the Silurians. Um, we'll be back next week with the Ark in Space with our first guest. Ooh, on the Doctor's companion. Um, we have a uh, we have a Patreon uh, winner who is going to be our guest for the Ark in Space. Uh, that is the story that they requested. That's and a luckily, good choice. Yeah, luckily it was coming up really soon. Uh, so we will be joined by him. <laughs> time uh, of the Doctor. I want to record Time of the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you in eight years. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that, that's really cool. And so that'll be a really fun show, I think. And uh, we'll be we'll be talking about then. You can also, uh, if you want to be on the show, you can become a Patreon member at duelinggenre.com slash support. And at the $10 a month level or higher, uh, you will have a chance to uh, win a guest spot on your choice of any of our podcasts, which include this one, Back to the Future Minute and Geek by Night. Uh, so uh, go go check that out. But no, and, I'm not uh, right. Wanna- That's ours. Right, but if you want a uh, if you want a uh, Doctor's Companion T-shirt, go to duelinggenre.com/slash uh, wrong one duelinggenre.com/slash merch, and uh, and you'll be able to uh, get get a Doctor's Companion T-shirt or a T-shirt for any of our other things. There's also coffee mugs and notebooks and art prints and all kinds of stuff. So go and check. And who out. knows? Maybe one day you'll be wearing a Doctor's Companion shirt, and you'll. Bump into someone wearing a Back to the Future Part Two shirt, and you'll notice, you know, each other, and then you'll get married. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage not guaranteed. Marriage not guaranteed. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's uh, go go check that out. That's at uh, T Public. Uh, Dueling Genre has like our own T Public store now, uh, and we'll be we'll be putting up uh, all kinds of designs and things like that as we as we go on. I would imagine. Like a design um, of uh, of Koba saying, "I'm the leader now." <laughs> that would be. Don't don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Would that I'd be a shirt. It would be an amazing shirt. I'd wear that like every week. Oh my god, it'd be incredible. <laughs> um, wouldn't it be amazing if we just made amazing classic Who shirts, and that's how we built our entire audience? Oh just, hell like, yeah! Oh, we, do that. where do we can make some shirts come from? <laughs> yeah, we could make a shirt of like canine like. I don't know. <laughs> Smoking a doobie. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something gay that you could do. That was just something. I don't know. You could be like playing. I things. think. I think. I just want to see uh, K9 giving uh, Koba Silurian a big hug. <laughs> it's okay. While, while while Koba Silurian has his arms crossed and he's just saying grumpily, "I am the leader now." And then K9 says affirmative. There you go. <laughs> I'll just never forget the time that he just like threw down and died for those kids. That he, like, <laughs> <never met. laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, go check out all that stuff. Uh, you can also email us contact at the doctor's companion.us. We're on Twitter at TDC pod on Tumblr, the doctor's companion podcast.tumblr.com. We're also on Facebook uh, like like us there. You can also leave us iTunes reviews. That's really helpful. If you've done an iTunes review in the past, we would recommend updating your review if you could uh, to sort of reflect the new show. That would be really helpful. <laughs> uh, how have things and, changed? 
They, well, well, I mean, they they have changed. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so go, go, uh, go, go do that. That would be really helpful. And, uh, special thanks to Patreon associate producer, David Jeffries, who, uh, helps make this all possible with his incredibly, uh, uh, incredibly like amazing donation, um, uh, every month. It's, uh, really helpful. It's upwards so, in the millions of dollars is all we can say. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll be back next week.